Welcome to In The Zone. Before we get into it, if you like what you're hearing, please remember to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and SoundCloud. Give us five stars and give me your best take in the comments. If you're not up to speed, we switched to a new format for the NBA playoffs called Me Against the World. It's just me against the world, baby. Each week, I'm bringing in a different guest to debate the hottest topics in the playoffs. So let's get to it. This week, we have my Fox Sports Radio co-host, Mark Willard. All right, welcome to In The Zone. Today's guest on Me Against The World, Mark Willard. He is my partner on Fox Sports Radio every Sunday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Pacific time, 1 to 5 if you're in the East Coast. And uh, it's great to have you here, it man. Is, it is a pleasure to be here. Look I've been at, look. trying to get you in the zone for weeks. You've been ducking me, avoiding me, coming I, up with excuses. You know, the, our other show, that's 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 our domain. That's my comfort zone. So now i got to come into your zone. It's <laughs> like a right. road game for me You're right now. You're usually the quarterback that's right. on the radio. That's right. So we, we switching you roles. you throw to and, me uh, now. I, I won't be kind to you either. So, so get ready. I expect nothing, nothing less. Personal. I expect nothing less. Come on, man. Well, look, let's get right to it. After the Cavaliers lost just one game so far in the playoffs, we know they're, what, 11-1. and one. Yep. But people have still been critical of LeBron James' performance. <laughs> of okay? course. Do we now hold LeBron to a higher standard than we even held Michael Jordan? There's no question. You said it yourself right there. They're 11-1. and one. This guy is averaging 32-8-7 and seven in a series. And somehow there's this thought that, like, but he's kind of off because he had <laughs> one bad quarter and he missed a dunk. Listen, we used to ask Michael Jordan to win series, to win championships. We asked LeBron James to win every moment. We asked him Good to point. win every possession. That's, I mean, that's the social media age, first and foremost, but it's also <clears throat> just kind of the way uh, the world has become in watching sports right now is we want LeBron to be perfect on every single play, and if he's not – People are sitting there ready to type out their little rip that they want to send out. You know what? You're right. Uh, I have to agree with you. Uh, And I think part of it as well, everything you said is true, but part of it also, Michael Jordan didn't have to live up to the standard of Michael Jordan. Right? LeBron, because he came after Jordan, he's being compared to Jordan. Who came before Jordan? Okay, Bill Russell. Big guys. Obviously, 11 championships. Yeah, all these giants. Russell. Will, but Russell, even though he won the 11 rings, he didn't have these overwhelming individual statistics. Most people thought Wilt was individually better. So Russell didn't have the same, you know, he hadn't done what Jordan did in that regard. Larry Bird, he won three rings, okay? Three rings, went to the finals five times in 13 years. That's not what Jordan did. Magic Johnson, five rings in nine years. So he lost four. So no, Jordan comes along, and he's six for six. Then when they said nobody can lead the league in scoring and create a dynasty or even win a championship, Bird never led the league in scoring. Wilt, when he won his championships, never led the league in scoring. What does Jordan do? Lead the league in scoring every year and win the title. So Jordan set a new standard. I, here's a great example. 
I would say before Michael Jordan and certainly before Magic and Bird, it wasn't all about the championships. Wilt Chamberlain was arguably regarded as the best all-time player. He only won two rings. You know, Jerry West was Mr. Clutch well, this is and what one you, in eight in the finals. This is the what logo. you're getting to. Yes, My, Michael Jordan was something we had all never seen before. Therefore, it's new. We can own it. We can love it. We romanticize it. And everything that happens after it that's at least sized the same way in some ho- yeah. sort of a similar package, uh, we don't like it as much. No matter what it does, no matter what evidence it gives us, uh, we are looking for reasons to not like it. We never did that with Jordan. We never looked for a reason to not like him. No. I mean, he got a little criticism before he won his ring. I remember people, oh, he's just individual numbers and all that. But, no, nothing like this. And like I said, because of Jordan, it's like LeBron can't lose in the finals. If he loses in the finals, it's the worst thing. Never mind getting there more than Jordan. No credit for that. Yeah, no credit for getting there more than Jordan. Which you should get. Which you should get. Exactly, but no no question we hold him to a higher standard. All right, let's talk about the team that the uh, the Cavaliers are going up against right now, the Boston Celtics. Um, You know, at first that series looks like there's just going to be an absolute walkover. Um, But then game three happens. Yeah. And Isaiah Thomas is not on the floor, and they have this wonderful second half, and they win the game. Did that performance in Game Four? They were more competitive they as were, well. They were there, yeah. Does this prove that Isaiah Thomas is expendable this offseason? No, no. Uh, and I'm going to answer in two ways. First of all, no, because let's face it, Game Three, as as great as Boston played, and that was a nice comeback, a lot of heart. If LeBron was himself, or even close to himself, they win that game. Let's not forget the Celtics were down by 20 at half. Down by 20 or double figures in the third quarter, well into the third quarter, and they rallied, and LeBron didn't have his typical game, had a terrible game for him. That's why they won. Now, I will say this. I do think Isaiah Thomas should not be considered untouchable. If I'm the Celtics, I'm open to moving him. Give me an example of what you a call that you would take. Well, let me just say it. Let me just say why he's expendable. Okay. Number one, you're better defensively without him. You don't have to worry about hiding him. Number two, the ball movement is better without him. He dominates the dribble a lot. Number three, in next summer, am I ready to max him out? I feel like your ceiling with him is pretty much where you're at right now, Eastern Conference Finals. We've never seen a 5'9 player or lead a team to a championship or to the finals. You know, only two normal-sized point guards in history have led teams to titles. Isaiah Thomas, the original in Detroit, and Steph Curry. And they both had things that this Isaiah doesn't have. Isaiah in Detroit – was a big score, but also was a tremendous assist man and passer. Yeah, I mean, and Steph's the pheno- most phenomenal shooter we've ever you seen. You know what else those those two guys, the first Isaiah Thomas and Steph Curry had, though, that Isaiah Thomas, this one, does not have, which is great teammates. Better and, and teammates. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he's got other stars on the team. So, to me, uh, there's two main reasons this guy is not expendable. This is one of the silliest small sample size. So he's untradeable. Well, listen, you're certainly. I mean, I'm, it, nobody somebody, other than somebody LeBron calls you and totally says, "We'll give you Durant." I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. But, but no, I'm barring the unrealistic. It's, it's, you're saying he's untradeable. It's crazy okay. that this came up because he's your best player all season. You've overachieved. You get all the way to the conference finals, and then without him, you have a good half. And suddenly he's expendable. Let's not forget they pretty much played game two without him 
They played all of game two without him healthy, and they played most of the game actually without him. Yep. They got beat by 44. Yep. Nobody's coming out and saying, well, it's because Isaiah Thomas wasn't on the floor. Then they have a good half two days later, and all of a sudden they can get rid of this guy. And then the other thing that every NBA team needs is an identity. If you lose Isaiah Thomas, I mean, look at this team we're looking at right now. The average, well, the average fan doesn't even know who any of these people are. Olenek, Jay Crowder, Avery, Avery Bradley. Bradley. Who is bringing you to a television set on that team? Winning. I mean, Brad they're, Stevens. They're winning with Brad him. Brad Stevens is the engine. And I like Isaiah. Don't get me wrong. I, I think I had him fifth on my MVP ballot. I had him second team All-NBA, and he made second team All-NBA. All I'm saying is in Boston, it's not about being entertaining. It's not about getting to the conference finals and being competitive and really good, winning 50 games. It's about banners. Is he the guy to get you banners? All I'm saying, I'm not saying I'm shopping him. I'm not saying I'm shopping him, but I'm saying I will listen. Because how about this? How about if I can go get Gordon Hayward as a free agent and draft Markel Fultz to be my point guard of the future and then trade Isaiah and get something for him? Why not just add Gordon Hayward and Markel Fultz or someone else in the draft with Isaiah Thomas? It's not bad. You're winning not a lot bad. right now without so those you, guys. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't move him at I'm all. I'm certainly not looking to. I wow. am certainly not looking it, to. Based on, based on 10 minutes of action no, the other no, night in Cleveland? No, not based on that. Okay. Not just in general. Like, can this guy lead me to a championship? If a ball-dominant point guard. If you gave him some teammates, I say yes. It's never happened in history. Steve, Steph Curry did it with some Steph's teammates. not a ball dominant point guard. Pretty close. No, nah, no, nah, he's not. He doesn't dominate I mean, the dribble not like as Isaiah. Much as Isaiah. And he's the the best shooter we've seen in history. You know, Isaiah's and Isaiah not, Isaiah's Thomas not bad either. didn't shoot as much when he started winning championships. I just, yeah, I just think he needs more. I love he needs him. more around him. Look, I, I I'm with you on that, but. You got to be open. Open the mind, man. Open <laughs> oh, the mind. Oh, the phone rings. I'm listening. I'm, I, I answer every call. All right. The record-setting Golden State Warriors, I'm going to let them on, on a little, in on a little secret. It's your favorite team. Come so on now. We know you're coming by. And, 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 and I was there well before they were good. Yeah, I've been yeah. there for the like first two 40 years. Year, no, 40. 40 years of bad. you grew up in the Bay Area. Yes. 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 Okay, okay. So the record-setting Warriors, first team ever to go 12-0 through the playoffs. 73 wins last season. We know that's the most ever. And the most regular season wins over a three-year span in league history. Have they solidified themselves as an all-time great team? I mean, of course they have. You know, and now listen, at some point, and they already do have one ring. Uh, I think if we were to have this conversation five years from now and it was still just one ring, uh, then maybe we've got a different conversation. But Maybe. Yeah, like 100%. Maybe. We got a different conversation. <laughs> but right now, uh, there's no question. This team has etched itself uh, into stone in, in the memories of basketball fans for sure. Uh, I'm ready to call this an era. LeBron is an era. The Warriors are an era. They're doing it simultaneously. It's one of the reasons I'm not with America about, oh, this is boring and disinteresting. No, this is actually two great eras, and they're happening at the same time. How often do sports get that? Almost never. You get a Patriots era. You get a Bulls era. You don't get two eras happening at the same time. You, you got a team that, it, look, 73 wins a year ago. The other two years, I think 67 and mm-hmm. 67. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're talking about multiple Hall of Famers. You're talking about uh, a style of play that has definitely 
uh, trickled down through not only the NBA, but all the way down to the youth courts all over America. You've got a guy on that team that somehow uh, at, at six foot two, a hundred and something pounds soaking wet, uh, is selling more jerseys than LeBron James. This is a thing. You know, this is Americana. It's not even just the record. And the records are there. I know they lost Game 7 last year. But outside of that, what hole are you going to poke in the last three years? You play to win and, the game. And they have. One ring. They've only, had, ring. They've only had two chances. That, all I'm saying is not yet. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Everything you said, regular season, great. But at the end of the day, if they lose this Post-season, year. Postseason, great. If they lose this year. They'll be one and two in the finals. There's no way they're an all-time they great team. They haven't lost yet this you, year. I, I know. Let, that's why I'm saying not yet. We can't call them. Name one NBA team in history that did only won one ring. That only won one That was an ring. all-time great. And and I'll give you one. <laughs> Name one team that won 73 freaking games matter. in the regular you season. You have to finish it up. They didn't I follow it up. I, but, I don't care. That was a great regular season. So what? Like Michael okay. Jordan said, so what? You have to seal the deal. Do you remember? Did you ever go on a date? And it I have went been on great. a date, yes. It went, I've been on a date, yes. It went It's been great. a long time. It went great, right? <laughs> it was awesome. Yes. The movie was nice. The dinner was exquisite. Hands met in the popcorn. Yes. 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 But you don't seal the deal. I'm talking about a date with your wife. <laughs> You don't seal the deal. Yeah, we got three kids. It's we don't seal the deal all the time. Are you kidding me? Like, no, repeatedly, we don't you, seal you the deal. You have to seal the deal. I know I'm going out with my I wife, and it's awesome. If we don't seal the deal, it's not quite no, the same. No, I feel you. I feel you. But you know who I would liken this team to right now? There is a lot of New England Patriot about it. Now, the Patriots have been doing it for a much longer period of time. I think the Warriors will probably have a similar feel to them three, four years from now as well. But – so one are you of the most because well, the Patriots only had one in ten years. Well, no, they two? had a lot more than that. But there was one year that I find very, very memorable, where they didn't win the Super Bowl. They won every and single game, do, do and we they call got, that an all-time great team. Yeah, well, it kind of blends in with we all remember? of these Patriots teams, and yes, we do. In other words, they are a team that have played well for an eight-year stretch. Some years they win, some years they come just shy. That's what I but think this, this is, Warrior team will be when we have this conversation in three to four years. I think it will go down as an all-time great team. Yes. I, my point is right now they have not yet they have not yet earned that. They've got one ring in two years. We could say three, if, you right. know. They got to win. Can they we have, have to win can two we, rings. Can, can we revisit this in, in three weeks? Well, then I, I think, look, if weeks. they beat the Cavs, then I don't care done. if it's seven games, I don't okay. care if it takes the last shot, then, yes, I would say this is a, an historic team. Not the greatest ever, I wouldn't say yet, but an historic team. But right, all my all I'm arguing is right now. There's no way we can go there. I I just feel I like mean, I, I, I I while I hear what I can you're saying, holes in their championships. The, the thought and, and the scenario over the next three years that does not allow them to become an all-time great team is not very believable to me. It's well, not very let's believable. See. I mean, let's I, see. Look, they look like let's the see. best team. They're let's my see. pick to win it. Let's see. But I, look, hopefully the they stay year, healthy. The first champion, the only championship thus far. 
Kyrie and Kevin Love were hurt. I know, but you LeBron can play that all the time. Them. You can play that with the 12 and 0 this year. Ky- I mean, Ky- well, Kawhi got point. hurt. That's my point. They're not. This they're not. year, they haven't faced world beaters. Kawhi was hurt. George Hill was hurt in the second round. You told me last weekend there's no way they're losing that series. No, Kawhi they would not. not have, but okay. I'm just saying, if so they really nitpick, they're not there yet. You the, know they're not there yet. Take off the blue are, and gold. I'm wearing gray. <laughs> I, I see it. Underneath I know, there. I know, I know, I know. It's all it's they all, may it's they in the will DNA. Be if they seal the they deal. Will That's be. all I'm they saying. They will be. All That's right. All um continuing that, although a little bit on the flip side, this kind of we're already kind of in this in this space. Uh, if Golden State does lose this year to the Cleveland Cavaliers, um, are they the biggest underachieving team in NBA history? I would say yes, because I mean we ran twelve and zero. We ran it off, yep. seventy three wins, most talent in the league, no question. Two MVPs, like you said, probably four Hall of Famers if they keep getting to the finals. Um, there, no question. Um, I could not think of – there have obviously been great NBA teams that didn't win it every year, obviously, and Magic's team lost some finals, didn't get there every year. Bird's teams didn't get there every year. Um, so, yeah, there are teams that haven't done it every year, but this would be a team that's 1-3 in three in the or 1-2 in, two one in and the two. finals, um, been the heavy favorite, you know, every year. And not delivered. They would end up being a tease or a flirt, you know, like looking great mm. in the prelims, but they don't deliver. And so, yeah, they would be an all-time underachieving team right, you, and to this point. You, you, they could redeem themselves down the road, but to this you, point. Are would. you ready for my blue and gold answer on this one? Uh, I, I, I agree with you. <laughs> I agree with you. Now, the one caveat that I will say is – we are still early in the evolution, and it would be a fixable label. No it would be a no fixable question. label. You come back and win the next two after that, Even or whatever. Even next year, absolutely, it's a fixable label. But they would definitely, one hundred percent, be on their way, on their way to Buffalo Bills hood, on their way to Bobby Cox's Atlanta Braves hood. Even though they did win one, just like the Warriors yeah. did two years ago, um, and and while I may feel for that label because. Uh, this run of theirs is going up against, in the finals every year, a guy who may well be considered the greatest of all time someday. If not, he's certainly top two, top three, whatever. Uh, That makes it difficult. That's one big fly in the ointment. Um, But people don't feel sorry for, for people in sports. That's not the way it works. Uh, in the end, you gotta you gotta follow through. You you gotta turn the ball over uh, and and have the ball fall in the cup. You know, yeah, and and yeah. so um, it, it, it's it's similar to the label that we just put on them in the in the last question, which is it it could only be a temporary label. Yeah. It could, but it's there. It's at, there, at and point, the pressure is on them in this series. This is crazy. I've never said this. The pressure is always on LeBron more than everyone else, but not in this series. No. Kevin Durant is the one who stands to have the worst stuff said about him. It's the the one guy the pressure's on in this series yeah. is Kevin Durant. Now I think overall it's also on the Warriors. It's on Steph. Sure. You know, people think he hasn't delivered in the finals like he should. So it's on him. And they added the second best player in the world to a 73-win team. So pe- some people feel like not only did Kevin Durant take the easy way out, but the Warriors took the easy way out by letting him come or bringing him aboard. So they're all under pressure. Durant feels the most. And also LeBron's under the pressure too. Because LeBron's if he doesn't win, pressure. he's going to get criticized as well for being, what, 3-5. and five. So yep. 
Um, but I'm with I don't even I don't even know if I'd say they're on their way to being the Buffalo Bills because I do think it would be fixable. I think they come back next year and probably win. And or, they won one or, already. Yeah, yeah. But, but they would at this point I would say they're the most underachieving it would, team. It would make the pressure next year even yes, greater. Yes. Even greater. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. All right. They in the NBA finals, Golden State. We'll stick with them. Does getting to the finals justify Kevin Durant's decision to go to the Warriors? Okay, before I answer that, let me back up and say that Kevin Durant's decision to go to Golden State was justified 10 seconds after he made it because it is his life, and when somebody calls and offers you a job and you like the sound of that job better than the job you have, you're allowed to say yes. Agreed. So that's pretty much a He's rule. He's free to do what he wants. But to go but into in the more traditional <laughs> basketball fan sense, yes to that answer as well, or is the answer to that as well. Uh, and and the, the reasons have actually been piling up all year long. Getting to the finals is one. Having the highest field goal percentage that he's ever shot in his life is another. The thought process behind Kevin Durant coming was, you know, like this Oklahoma City thing is good, but uh, maybe there's a better way to play basketball. Maybe Russell Westbrook being a little too ball dominant is holding me back. The numbers suggest that that is true. And then look at what Russell did the year without him. And very polarizing, I get it. Some people loved it. Some people thought it was a little over the top. But what it showed me was, that's Russ. That was the essence of Russell Westbrook this year. He loves to have the ball. He loves to be the center of attention. He loves to play with that anger. He loves getting triple doubles. He, fine, he loves getting triple doubles. <laughs> he loves rewriting he does. the history books. He loves getting triple he doubles. He loves winning MVP awards. And if, I mean... I'm, and if I'm Kevin Durant, I don't want my point guard to be that. I don't want my point guard to want triple doubles. I don't want my point guard to be ball dominant. Want to play with I don't want my point guard to want to rewrite the history book. Steph was ball dominant. Not as ball dominant as Russ. <laughs> he needs the ball. Um, but my point is all of those things add up uh, to Kevin Durant clearly making the right decision. The bottom line is, did you see the look on his face when they went to the NBA Finals? I mean, that was a peaceful smile. Spoken like a diehard Come on, man. <laughs> but I know you agree with me, though. Well, That's the I problem. I agree with your initial statement. Look, I, I didn't have a problem with Kevin Durant yeah. going to Golden State. It's his life. It's his decision. He's going to be happier there. I'm all, I'm all for it, okay? But, again, I'm a seal the deal guy. This doesn't. This does not justify it in a basketball sense. You could have maybe gotten to the finals with Russell Westbrook in Oklahoma City. This Golden State team got to the finals last year and was up 3-1 without you. What will justify it is winning the championship. That's it. I mean, just get – did any of us ever doubt that they would get to the finals, especially with Kawhi Leonard being hurt? Well, no. once Kawhi got hurt, but, yeah, But no. even so, even when he was healthy, we all knew they were getting there. So I'm just saying this doesn't justify it in a basketball sense. Well, remember, Kevin, only a championship will do that, right? Because if they lose, Kevin, what if they lose to Cleveland? Will it be justified that he went there? Absolutely, absolutely. In a basketball sense, yes, because Why? because this what he didn't show up for one year. 
He didn't come to the Warriors for one year. Well, He's going to be with the Warriors for five years. To that point. Okay? But, but this again, is we're like, talking present. We're not I know, looking into not, the future. But, we're talking present. But don't, 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 look, don't look at the Cleveland Browns draft right now and decide you know if it was a good one or a bad one. No, wait, but, but that's wait. what we do. I know, we're talking but we shouldn't about do, right I know, now. But, but the point is. Let's look, just cancel all the talk shows, no, all but, the radio shows, no, and but wait my point, to but, see what happens. But look at the way they're playing. I mean, that's my justification isn't because they made the NBA Finals. The justification is look at them play. Look at them play. You got to win. Okay. I'm not into what looks cute and pretty and cuddly. You have to win. But that was his decision. His decision was twofold. That's fine. One, what do I want to do? And two, what gives me the best chance to win? I mean, come on. You might look. They might win. He they went might to a lose. Better team. There's, all I'm saying is, does he have you a better have chance to win it? And does he have a better chance to do that here in Oklahoma City? Well, here, but you if you don't win it, if you don't but win then, it, it doesn't matter because you had a great chance in Oklahoma City too. So that's you're, the thing. So you're you saying were always the ends, like he the, was ends on an HC. the ends justify the means, and that's all. Like, I mean, is that what we're saying? What I'm talking about This gives him the best in, chance, and he's supposed to go try to give himself the best chance. I'm That's saying what in a basketball, in a legacy sense. In terms of his legacy, because you're right, in a, for personal reasons, it's fine. He's justified, all right? But from a basketball sense, from your what your legacy will be, this is not okay. going to do it. You have got to win it. And in three weeks, if they're the champions, I'll be yelling – it's now it's just now, it's now you see why he did it. It is finished. But until then, I can't give it to him. And I'll say long term. And I think you would agree with me. This. Yeah. Long term, one is not enough. You have to win multiple ones. Would one have been enough in Miami with LeBron? No. One in four. No. So that's all I'm saying. Like, honestly, they need to become a mini dynasty. A mini dynasty. See what happens around him. You gotta, you gotta see what happens around him. What health and all, keep, well, no, the health, course, all that stuff. Course. Yes, yeah, but yeah, yeah. But assuming everybody's health. All right, um, you brought while we're on Cavs Warriors, um, you brought this up on our show uh, last weekend, uh, and I thought it was an interesting statement. Go ahead and expand on it. Do you believe that the Cavs versus Warriors will go down as the greatest rivalry in NBA history? I do think it will, uh, because. Now, they'll never – the greatest one right now would be Magic Bird. Right? Sure. Magic's uh, Lakers, Bird, Celtics. It'll never have the sociological impact that that had. You know, you had Larry Bird is a white player in a black-dominated league in Boston, a city with a strange racial history, should I okay. put it that way, to, to be kind. Um, he, he represented Boston. Magic, Showtime, the most exciting player we'd ever seen. He represented L.A. So everything was just perfect. The two most historic franchises in NBA history. So they won't do it on a sociological level. But on a uh, in a basketball sense, I do think this will go down because, and we talked about it, they could meet in not, not just this year, but next year, the year after, Feels maybe like even that. the year after that, you know. And no team's ever met in three straight finals, let alone, you know, four or five, which they could do. So you also will have seven Hall of, six or seven Hall of Famers, yep. depending on whether you throw Kevin Love in there or not. you got two iconic figures in LeBron James, one of the top handful of players ever, Steph Curry, who whether you, he ends up going down as top 10, top 20, whatever, 
he is iconic. Yes. And he will be great. He will be credited with changing the game with the three-point shot. Um, so now, one caveat. What if they keep meeting in the finals and the Warriors keep winning? That's the one thing. Mm. Magic and Bird, Magic right. one two, Bird one one. You know, they, they always say it for it to be a rivalry. Yes, it feels you, competitive. It has to, now, maybe if it's competitive and everyone is six or seven tough games, then maybe. But if it's four one Warriors, <laughs> that's the tough thing. It is. It is. It's almost result based, and and uh, you know you hate to look at it from that point. Now, I mean, we're only a little bit down the road on this conversation, but I'll agree with you that it's heading that direction. You know what this this particular group makes me think of? Do you remember the scene in White Man Can't Jump early on? Wesley Snipes kind of grabs Woody Harrelson when they're going to get into that two-on-two tournament, and he points across the way. He goes, see those two right there? That's who we're going to meet in the finals. Yeah, yeah. And the thing hadn't even started yet. <laughs> That's what this feels like. Like Lakers-Celtics, <clears throat> you thought they were going to be in the finals every year? You thought they, they, they were, two straight. but they, they only yeah. they didn't get there every year. Yep. And even when you thought they were going to meet, it was like, ah, oh, they got 80% chance they're going to meet Good in the point. finals. These two teams, it is a 100%, uh, you know, barring injury <laughs> thing at the beginning of the year where you're like, so there's your finals. Yep. To the point where obviously it's become a national debate about like, you know, why are we even playing the regular season? Why is this so boring? Um, you know, and while I understand that kind of thought from a night in and night out basis, to me, uh, the dessert at the end of the meal makes that whole thing absolutely worth it. Like, I mean, this this really could be that epic stuff. And and um, you know, if if we g- do get this year and two more, oh, it's, how could you deny? Fantastic. How could you deny <clears throat> answering this question? In a yes format. Well, like I said, I think the only thing. What do you think if if the Warriors win f- four of them, four and one? Well, or then three you know, well, well, you know, Does you he... know, 2017. Then, then the whole discussion starts to go back to LeBron. Then the Warriors. The, the two narratives that come out of that will be uh, Kevin Durant joined a stack team, and 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 this almost got to the level of unfair. And LeBron but I, I don't James. Think people hold that against Durant. I think he'll be no, he, rings, yeah, rings, exactly. cure rings, things. Yeah. Uh, but LeBron James will then go back to being the pressurized oh, yeah. character and, and all those of anybody who said or even danced with the idea of him being the greatest of all time, if he starts losing three, four finals in a row, uh, that would be, be incredibly un- damaging. And it's really unfortunate yeah. if that comes to pass because rather than being credited with completely dominating the East and getting there every year, which I think in times past, you would have got credit for that. You wouldn't have been killed for that. Right. He will be killed. He's three and four in the finals, I believe, right now. If he is up three and five, three and six, three and seven, that's really <laughs> not, not, not. Not four, not five. <laughs> yeah, right. Ironically. <laughs> exactly. Then that it's not a, like, face. it's an achievement to win, get to that many finals. Yeah. But people may not see it that way, unfortunately. No, 100%. Welcome to social media in 2017. Yes, yes. All right, looking ahead to the NBA draft, should the Celtics trade the number one pick? I I mean, every single possible way, no. They should not trade this pick. Uh, the The only caveat I would throw out there was I was really wooed 
about what the 49ers did in the NFL draft. John Lynch. Where they, they duped, I don't know if they duped someone, maybe somebody was trying to come up and get that pick and get Mitch Trubisky, but for the 49ers to get a big haul from the Bears and move down just one spot, because, <laughs> because the Celtics are sitting here knowing that the team behind them, yeah. they know exactly who they want, they could play games with the Lakers, and especially since the Celtics-Lakers. Yeah, I, that I could see. But normally when people ask this question, you're sort of asking, should they trade this pick and try to go get a Paul George or a Jimmy Butler? And to that, I would say unequivocally no. Um, if, if it's Paul George, to me, that guy has got his eyes on Los Angeles. I don't want to rent him for a year. Um, that's not interesting to me. You can't rent, no. Jimmy Butler might be a little more interesting because he would probably stay, but let's be honest. Based on everything you and I have been sitting here talking about so far, if you add Paul George or Jimmy Butler to the Boston Celtics, in my opinion, you're still not there. And you're Boston, and second place isn't good enough. So what I'm doing, no matter how anti-competitive this sounds <laughs> – I am waving the white flag, and I have my eyes, if I'm the Celtics, the Lakers, or any competitor to the Warriors and Cavaliers, I have my eye on two years from now. Because you I can't do that. But you can't beat them. You can't wave the – it's one thing if you're the like, Lakers and you're not even in the playoffs Be right like now. Adrian on Rocky and yell, like you, can't. you can't win. You, 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 you can't win. Hold on. They play, they've played them tough the last two games. Great. If you get Paul George, I'm not saying you're the favorites you're and you probably there. don't win. But, look, LeBron, he's in his 14th season. I've said he's the first player in NBA history to be the best in the league at in his 14th year. Usually with the all-time greats or any player, it, it drops off quickly. It does. And I'm not predicting that for LeBron, but you just don't know. You don't know when it might happen, don't you? And you got to compete. It's about and, – and, and to that point, why not now. trade Isaiah if I'm you're, waiting for two or three you're, years? You're competing that because Isaiah will still be good in two to Isn't three years. 20, I think he's – is he 29? That's fine. Have you seen LeBron James at age 32? Well, look pretty LeBron good. James. Okay. He's, six, nine, he's okay. a foot taller than Isaiah. Okay. But look, basketball players are usually still fine at 32. Once they get to 35, the really good players. The original Isaiah went out at about 32, well, 33. Medicine's better now. So, listen, I'm not saying don't compete. You're competing now. Gosh, at halftime of the game last night, so everybody shouldn't that make you think if I can bring in a Paul George for one year? I, well, remember, no, it takes you have to. I agree with and that, and I don't think he'll you do it. You have to know. Remember, we'll, we'll get to that. A little remember, bit later it too. always takes teams. We love to do this. We play fantasy basketball. Stick this guy here. Stick that guy there. It'll work. No, it takes a year, so at least some. a year. Almost it take all. a year for the Big the Three Celtics in Boston. Are the only is example. it taking a year for this Warriors team? We'll, well see. Well, this isn't really a new team. They had a one piece. They had a one That's piece. That's a heck of a piece I to mean, add, though. Steph, Clay, Draymond took years. LeBron in Miami, they even needed a year. The, these teams, you're not going to just plug Paul George in and go beat a Cavalier team. By the way, another group that took a year. You're well, not going to gonna get, go. Not to get to the final. Well, yeah, yeah, and have, they were healthy. If you have LeBron. Their first full year together, they won a championship. Okay, that's fair. And Kyrie and Love were they, finally they, healthy. They, weren't, they won they, the championship. They weren't going to beat Golden State the first year, in my opinion, even with Kyrie. They weren't going to. I know everyone gets excited about what take game one Take off the blue. Like. Didn't I tell you take off they the blue and gold? You say it the same thing. You say they're not going <laughs> to. No, I don't know. They listen, might have never. Listen, the what, point is, is you, I, know, you know it takes time for teams to gel. You know that that does. Usually that is the case. And the Cavaliers are such a machine right now. You're not going to plug Paul George or Jimmy Butler in next year. 
and win, in my opinion. Where, I, where I'm in total agreement with you on is if I'm the Celtics, even if I know I want Markel Fultz or, say, Jason Tatum, I'm putting out rumors. Lonzo. Yes. Why not? Why I the Lakers have to get Lonzo. Oh, they have got to oh, get it's Lonzo. It's an arranged marriage. Yes. yes. So if I'm Boston, I'm putting. We want Lonzo. We're taking Lonzo. We, you know, and I all the time I want Fultz because maybe I can get the number two pick. Well, and I you don't even need I to wouldn't do even that. rule out Brandon Ingram. You don't even need to do it that way uh, because it might look like a smokescreen because it's like, wait a minute, you want Lonzo Ball and Isaiah Thomas on the same team. But what you can do, which is exactly what the 49ers did, going back to that example, is you can start floating that the Phoenix Suns are calling to trade up and get the number one pick, and we'll fall down to number four uh, because we know that Phoenix loves Lonzo Ball. If you make the Lakers think that somebody else yep. is going to jump yep. in there and take Lonzo Ball, you probably, you, could, do you probably could get him yep. to blink. And that's what you want to do. Yep. All right. Oh, it's on you. Is it on me? Okay, here we go. Oh, we're already on the NBA draft. Who's the best player in the NBA draft this year? Look, if it's a one-on-one contest, I might take Fultz or De'Aaron Fox to beat or Jason Tatum or somebody to beat Lonzo Ball. But it's five-on-five. And I think this is a star-laden or potentially star-laden draft. But the guy I like the best is Lonzo Ball because he's the most unique the players we've seen who play like him in the past, a Magic Johnson, not that he's going to be that good, Jason Kidd, you know, Penny Hardaway, their teams win. He makes other players better. He's done that his entire life, not just at UCLA. Uh, that was one of his dad, LeVar's strategies, which was good. Put him, put him on teams with bad players, playing against superior competition, and that way he will make other players better and he'll learn how to do it. And that's what he does to the point, like I said, Mark, uh, most executives I've talked to in the league like Fultz, Markel mm-hmm. Fultz, better. They think he's a better player. But if I'm the Lakers, I feel like if the Lakers were to get Fultz or Jason Tatum or any of these other guys, it's just another young hot shot yep. that needs to get his. And we got to wait for two to three years to see if it's going to work. Yeah, and does it come together? Because yeah. I don't know that a Fultz or Tatum is making Brandon Ingram better or Julius Randle or uh, D'Angelo Russell. I think if you put Lonzo Ball in there, he makes everyone better. You put him in Phoenix with Devin Booker, he makes them better. Put him in, I love to see him, I've said this before, Minnesota with Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew. He makes them better right away. So I think it's Lonzo Ball. It's 100% Lonzo Ball, and and for some more reasons than even just the basketball reasons. I've always said in professional sports. Supportive dad. What's that? A supportive dad. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of different descriptive words we could use for him. But uh, there is a positive that has come out of all of this for Lonzo Ball and the entire NBA. And it's why I'm actually surprised the Lakers feel so comfortable that they can get him at number two, no matter who's in that number one spot. Because no matter what team I am, I would take Lonzo Ball. I would take Lonzo Ball number one overall. So you would take him even if you're Boston? A hundred percent. And I would just figure it out. And here's why. Uh, I've always said that in professional sports, there is absolutely one thing that's worse than being bad, and it's being boring. And there's only one player – in the NBA draft this year, that I can promise you right out of the gate is not going to be boring. And that's Lonzo Ball. I mean, this is, after all, entertainment. I'm not yep. saying you would do it 
if it's just some sort of sideshow. Yep. But he's Lonzo Ball. Yep. Yep. He's a great basketball player also. So this is somebody who will bring eyes to television sets. This is someone who will bring eyes to television shows, ears to sports radio, the day after games, for, yep. for sell tickets, 100%. Um, so that, that's, that's the good stuff. And what you said, he'll be making everybody around him better. I always get kind of uh, curious as to why uh, American sports fans love drafts so much. Because most of them don't even know who the players it's are. Hope. It is. They love the unknown. Right, yeah. and it's kind of like being on Let's Make a Deal and being like, I'll take what's behind door number three. Yeah. I don't really know what's there, but it could be something fantastic. So, uh, but Lonzo Ball is the only one that comes with any guarantee, and it's not a guarantee of great basketball, but it is a guarantee of a great story. Very true, very true, very true. All right, we kind of touched on this last question, but I think we can go there again in, in more detail, yeah, more depth. Should Paul George target Boston? Or the Lakers in free agency? Paul George should target the Lakers in free agency for a lot of reasons. Wow, okay. I got to hear this. Okay. First and foremost is the thought that I already had, which is that I don't think if you're the Lakers or the Celtics, you're winning in the next year or two, no matter who the heck you bring in. So you might as well have a better eye on what's going to happen in in 2020. But beyond that, the guy – has had a dream since he was a little kid to play basketball in Los Angeles. How often do you have an opportunity in life to so clearly realize your dreams? If that is your dream, whether it all works with our sports sensibilities or not, who cares what we think? If that's what you've been picturing since you were a little boy with posters on your wall, then go do it. And, and by the way, Even if this, you don't this is the one thing win. where geography still matters. I remember the Lakers messed up their whole pitch to LaMarcus Aldridge a few years ago because they're like, look, L.A., glitz, glamour, yeah. weather. They're like, I can buy a plane and come to L.A. any night I want. Talk to me about basketball. But what about this? Where could you become an icon if that is really what your thought is? You could say Boston. However, I would say the current status of this Celtics team, you've got Isaiah Thomas, you've got Brad Stevens, you've got a Celtics culture. I think you would just kind of blend in as a, one of the great pieces of something that was great. The status of the Lakers is such that if you were the guy that came and turned this around, you're iconic. You are a Los Angeles but forever icon. Is he that good? If the other piece, if, if the young pieces, if the young pieces grow with him, if you get Alonzo Ball and a Brandon Ingram and a, and a D'Angelo Russell to grow for a couple of years, and they become things, and you play with Paul, Paul George as the Warriors are starting to be on the come down. Yeah, actually, I do. And then the last thing is this, Chris, and you touched on it uh, a few minutes ago. If I am, and I look, let's say it, if I am a young African-American professional athlete and you ask me if I want to go play in the city of Los Angeles or the city of Boston, well, off I'm, the court, I'm, I mean, yeah. I'm going to Los Angeles. But, but Boston, you know, Kevin Garnett. And I love Boston. It there. But, yeah, I mean, every city in America got its racial issues. So maybe Boston a little more, but blacks have thrived there. So my, I think – Beyond, you said, if he's dreamed as a child of playing for the Lakers, I get that. You do what you want to do. We're free to do that. But in a basketball sense, I think it's Boston. Now, the, my caveat would be 
if I stay in Indiana this year and I watch Lonzo Ball, and Lonzo Ball is clearly mm-hmm. going to be the man, clearly, like we said, making everybody better, and you can see a bright future with him, then, okay, go to Los Angeles. But let's say Lonzo goes in, plays, and he's, yeah, he's all right. You know, he, he may not be what we thought he was. I'm thinking Boston because if, if he goes to – this is the problem. You, you go to Boston, number one, you're a definitive number two in the East now. You should be getting clearly, to the finals. Clearly. You're favored to get to the conference finals. And maybe, you know, like I said, if LeBron loses a little something as he ages, you never know. You might be able to get over the hump and beat Cleveland and get to the finals. It's still a historic franchise. If you go to the Lakers – and again, if Lonzo Ball doesn't show that he's dynamic, yeah, that's and, the and beauty. You get a year you to look. To the you Lakers, get a year to look. Yeah. But even, I mean, George would probably take a trade there now, and he wouldn't sign long term just right. because it doesn't make financial sense. But if you go to the Lakers and you're an eighth seed, we've talked about this. You're a seventh, eighth seed. Maybe you're not even making the playoffs because a lot of teams out there are good. You're now you've ruined your legacy. But see, you go to Boston, get to the conference finals several times. And you're you may be a Hall of Famer. You go to the Lakers. Let's think about it. How many four? Because I I say this, and it's not about making All Star teams, but that's a way your legacy is judged. That's one thing. That's a way your greatness is judged. Yep. And I don't care how much a player talks about winning. If you're an All Star caliber player, you want to make All Star teams. I think he can make All Stars. He can, especially but in not that if uniform. they're not winning because. Kevin Durant's going to win, and he's better than you in general, but he's going to win. Yeah, Durant's all Kawhi Leonard's going to win and make the All-Star team. Draymond Green's going to win and make the All-Star team. Carl Anthony Towns is about to start making All-Star team. Win or lose, he's better than Paul George. Wait a he's minute. He's going to be better so than Paul George. he doesn't George. have to win? No, because he's, he's young. George has he's to win? He's younger. He's still in that honeymoon period okay. where nobody's blaming him yet for not winning. And they, I think they will win. I think they're getting pretty close. Anthony Davis. They're getting close with Anthony Davis. I would say, but not so much Paul George. Yeah. Anthony Davis made first team all NBA. If anybody's going to make it from losing teams, it's going to be an Anthony Davis over a Paul George. I, I don't know. Believe. I don't He's know. He's better than Paul George. Well, it's not, I, I don't disagree with you there, but these are the kinds of smaller things where the Laker brand still does mean something. And if you're balling out, and doing Co- and coaches are fans are he's not gonna make it in the fan vote. He's not gonna be unless they win. Well, big. no, you're saying he's he won't get over the top just because of, I I I Durant understand that. Kawhi. But to me, we're 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 all talking about things that aren't really probably what are Paul George's top priorities. I get that all. But it should be your All-Star, legacy. That's go that's to LA thing. and be mediocre. But I think your point is good if we were talking about solely the first year of whatever he does next. But if I'm Paul George, I'm, what is he, 28, 29 years old? I think he may 28, be 27, 27. I'm not sure yet. I'm thinking about this like, okay, one more year in Indiana, and then what is the next and really the prime five, six-year run but of my career look like? It, when Boston, I'm gonna I would know. Well, but you're going to get LA, a year. I wouldn't, okay, so you're what if Lonzo's mediocre? Well, then you still go to the Lakers. Then, then you have a conversation changer. I, that's that's my only point. I, I I would rather see him with. Well, I would probably rather see him in Boston because it would strengthen the East. But I have no problem with him going to the Lakers. But I'm just saying he has to be sure you are not going to a mediocre team. I get that. That's going to be mediocre that's throughout what, your prime. That's what this that year's will for. Ruin your legacy. That's what this that's year is for. Saying. That's what this next year is for. And then after that, you have a five six year window. And somewhere in that window, 
the Warriors are going to fall. I ain't even mentioned Blake Griffin and Gordon Hayward and and LaMarcus Aldridge, guys who can make the All-Star team before. I ain't worried about the Clippers. So that's all I'm saying. But Come look, on, man. man, look. Great job. Great to you be with you, heat. man. Great you to be with you. You only lost by – you didn't lose by as much as, you know, lose? the fans expected. Did I lose? I'll <laughs> well, sign – whoever, whoever won, I'll sign, I'll, sign, I'll sign with uh, the winning team then in the offseason. <laughs> no, great job, <laughs> man. Thanks a lot. And if you don't know, now you know. That's it for today's show. Please don't forget to subscribe to In The Zone on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast app. And tell us what you think in the comments. See you next time. Peace. Yeah. I'm in my zone. Yeah. I'm in my zone.